0: Good morning. Welcome to Ann Ortley's Weekly Weather for the week of May 29th to June 5th, 2022. We are taking off like a rocket this week. Um, lots and lots going on in the heavens. Lots and lots of new beginnings. Lots of changes. Uh, shifts and shifts in your attitude. Shifts in your latitude. Um, it really helps the energy of how you're going to do things what you're going to do and what that new options that what the new options are remember we have a big shift this week because mercury is going to go direct and saturn is going to go retrograde so there's lots of energy lots of changes lots of kind of a little, little tough, tough energy, but energy we can handle. And I know last week I said, you know, Tuesday was going to be hard. And then I heard from a number of you about the school shooting in Texas. Uh, this week has some uh, hard energy too. Well, you know, we never like the hard energy, but we do report on it here from the weekly weather desk. So uh, hopefully we'll give you some tips on how to handle the energy and what to do with it. Okay. Um, First up, ah, the image of taking off like a rocket. When I woke up on the morning my dad died, he was an Aries. This was what was in the sky. This was a rocket that had been launched up at uh, Cape Canaveral, which is visible from here, actually. Well, the whole East Coast of Florida can see the launches. But I want you to think of this energy as the energy for the week. Now, it's not the Challenger explosion, right? No planets are exploding at the end. No space shuttles exploding. So you're going to take off like a rocket, but you're not going to explode. That's the important thing to remember. So when we see energy like this, we understand that we're really working with massive energy of change. Um, and, of course, we are finishing up our eclipse season, and we are starting this new chapter of how we go forward and what we do in terms of our direction so it's really important for you to go okay eclipse season is over uh ends tomorrow and the new moon um we're launching anything that was supposed to leave our lives or we were aware it was going to leave our lives or reveals a lot of reveals this eclipse season and think of it as from april 16th through now that's when we had we entered the eclipse season on that full moon Lunation. Then we had the new moon on April 30th. Then we had the full moon on uh, May 15th. And now we're having a new moon Monday. And so we know that eclipses bring things to light. Eclipin means to leave. It also means to rise up, you know, where people rise up and suddenly see things, understand things, learn things. And this whole eclipse season has taken place during a pretty big Mercury retrograde. And right now in the sky, there's a minor grand trine from Mercury, trine to Pluto, and both of them sextile to Neptune and Pisces. And during this whole eclipse period, there's been a minor grand trine in Earth and water, asking us what we want to create next. So it's important to be focused on that. Now I will say, you know, sometimes launches launches are a little bumpy. You know, you've watched your share of space movies. Uh, warp speed. You know, Captain Kirk and the whole thing starts to shake. And Apollo thirteen. You know, Houston, we have a problem. Uh, we saw the Challenger explosion. We saw the explosion of drawing the blank of the name of it over Texas. Uh, the 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 rocket that blew up over that. So, you know, we know the blow-ups can happen, and that's part of the energy of this week. Blow-ups can happen. The thing to remember is Mercury is retrograde for part of it, and then he goes direct. So things that happened before the Mercury retrograde, turning direct, can be reversed, and quite frankly, probably will be reversed. Then later in the week, Saturn stations to go retrograde And he says, hey, I want you to go back and look at this stuff and figure out what structures are important. What are the things you've built that you do want to keep? What's worth preserving? Where don't you want to go forward just yet? Because there's some revisions needed. So with that in mind, we're going to take our imagery of the rocket and we are going to go forward into the year, the week, and see what's happening because this is kind of shaping the rest of our year right so it's a big week and I want you conscious I want you looking at people and going that's the decision okay that's the decision for now because mercury is retrograde we may change the story now I often tell the story when I was a baby astrologer my father got diagnosed with uh, prostate cancer and um, <laughs> announced he wasn't going to get treated because he'd rather have sex. You know, and I was like, "What? What? You're not going to get treated because you'd rather have sex?" He was like, "Yes." I'm like, "All right, all right, I hear ya. I hear ya. Call my astrology teacher, John Marcasella, all in a you know whatever." And John goes in. It's Mercury retrograde. The decisions will be reversed. And I'm like, well, you don't know my father. He doesn't change his mind for anything. He's an Aries with a Leo moon and a Leo rising. What he says is, and he's the king. But I took a deep breath, and I waited. And what happened was his doctor came back to him and said to him, which is what you do with Aries when they're being stupid, you're being stupid. You're being stupid. You'll die of something else if you treat this. If you don't treat this, you will die of prostate cancer. Do you want to die? you're not taking away your penis, you'll get it back. I mean, whatever their conversation was, but that was the net. So my father agreed to get treated. And he called and he said, okay, I decided to get treated. I'm like, all right, Mercury retrograde, Hmm. change the rules, good. So what you want to watch is the rules that are being told to you now or were presented to you as this is the way it's going to be, all are up for change once Mercury goes direct And then once Saturn, the authority figure, reverses his decision, retrograde. So it's important to know that's the energy of the week. So don't get your knickers in a twist. And remember, these are decisions we're making for now, because these are what feel right, but we're also working with a minor grand trine with Neptune. And we know with Neptune, delusion, illusion. And, you know, in a good way, too, it can get you into situations. And you go, ooh, I'm... I'm in an illusion, I want to have that. You know, that's a positive version of it. And yes, you may get it and then go, eh, I didn't really want it. Or, you know, you go, well, I, you know, I feel like I have to do it. Urgency of the eclipse. I really wanted a girl dog, but I took a boy dog. And you go, all right, it's Mercury retrograde. What are you gonna? What's going to happen with that decision? You're going to go, I wish I had a girl dog. I wish I had a girl It's interesting, so it's always helpful when you're doing these, and you may be perfectly happy now that you have a boy dog instead of a girl dog. So we honor honor the energy of reversal with this, but we do know we're taking off like a rocket. That puppy is not coming back landing anytime soon. He is off into the sky and they're going up and there is no explosion. See, there's no explosion, it's just a straight launch. So we're taking off like a rocket and that's our energy of the the week. All right, let me change a slide here. I've been experimenting with flipping my uh, uh, <laughs> flipping myself back and forth, so hopefully that all worked. So here, first up today on Sunday, 6:30 this morning, Mars and the Sun con- or Mars and Jupiter conjunct. See it right there. Now remember, Jupiter went into Aries like a couple weeks ago. And he is starting a new 12-year cycle when he goes over that Aries point, the over zero of the equator, which is great. He gets up there, and he's like, do doob do 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 and then Mars comes along, and the two of them go, action! You know, it's kind of like everybody gets on set, and then they go, action! That's action, that Mars-Jupiter. Now, we do know Jupiter's only going to be in Aries up to eight, and then he's going to retrograde and go back into Pisces, Uh, in October, November, and December, end of October. And then in December, he goes back into Aries for good, for true. So this is a false start, but it is a start. So I don't, we never diminish false starts, you know, somebody dives off that diving board, you know, the racers on the end of the swimming pool, I always love that when that happens. They're on the end of the swimming pool, everybody's on their little blocks, and somebody goes in first. (laughs) <laughs> and then they all stand there and they go, okay, that guy's got to get out of the pool, get back on the block, feels a little embarrassed, but, you know, it Mars and Aries, as my friend Heather says, ready, fire, aim, little premature, little premature ejaculation, premature start, doesn't mean it didn't happen, now he knows the temperature of the water, gets back on the rock, and then, ready, everybody ready? Okay, let's fire the gun and go dive in the water again. So, it's a start but it's a false start notice gemini rising two we have to do it twice not once twice we also see the minor grand trine here with pluto in uh, capricorn trining our little retrograde mercury there retrograde means backwards redo over again done one more time and we also see our lovely little moon in taurus next to the mercury Notice how close they are. Moon is twenty six thirty three. Mercury is twenty six fifty six. Separated by twenty three minutes. That's very close. And three hundred and sixty degrees times sixty minutes. That's a lot of. That's a lot of close. So the energy of the moon in Taurus is really interesting in terms of wanting what it wants when it wants it, and it's kind of maybe making Mercury jump off the brock sooner than he should. But There's a minor grand trine up here to Neptune. So the two of them are like, well, you know, we know we want it, you know, can we do it? So that's the energy there, right? But this is a really new beginning. Notice Venus just went into her favorite sign out of Aries. So she's been in Aries for the last chunk. She's going to be in Taurus. She went in there yesterday. Uh, She's going to be in Taurus until June 23rd, I believe it is, or the 26th, one of the two. But she's in her favorite sign. Mars is in his favorite sign. Mercury's going to station to go retrograde and then, or go to direct, and then he's going to get in Gemini. So all of our three personal planets, Mercury, Venus, and Mars, are going to be in their favorite signs this month. That's a really good thing because they're going to be like, yes, yes, let's go, let's do it. We're off, we're on, let's go forward. So this is a nice chart. Again, think Mars, Jupiter taking off like a rocket. But false start, not a false start. An initial pilot season. Let's call it a pilot season. You know how they do the t- the movie and then they go, we're going to pick up the show? And everybody goes, yeah. Or they go pick- do the movie and they go, oh, you know that character. We did not really like him. Let's change him out, right? Pilot season. We don't know what's going to happen, but we do know we're starting, but it's not a true start because of the Mercury retrograde. We also have a lot of Mars days this week. And I pull them out. Now this is when I do the weekly weather, this is what I look at. Or when I do the pocket full of stars, cup full of stars. Um, and so we see the Mars and Aries join Jupiter. Then the next day, or later that day, we see the Mars and Aries contraparallel Jupiter and Aries. That's the false start part, because Mars and Aries met, but then they're having this bump. They're arguing, they're fighting, they're a little crabby. That's the energy of a contraparallel. They're at the same degree of declination. Then, on May 30th, Mars and Aries has a fight with relationships, contraparallels, Juno, and Pisces. Well, I thought this is what we were going to do. And Mars goes, no, I don't want to do it. So you're going to hear a no to the partnership, to the relationship, to the energy moving forward. I don't want to. I know that was your dream, but I don't want to do it. No, no. Mars and Aries, parallel. Then... On May 31st, Mars and Aries parallel Jupiter, right? as opposed, Remember, it was parallel here on the 29th. It's parallel now on the 31st, meaning they have a handshake. They go, yes, we got this. They're at the same degree of declination instead of arguing with each other, trying to control each other. That's when the shot fires and they actually all go in the pool, right? March 31st. Then, on June 2nd, we have Mars and Aries Contraparallel Eris. (laughs) That's going to be a hard one. Another hard day. The June 2nd, Mars and Aries Contraparallel Eris, the goddess of discord. Whenever that girl shows up, there is trouble in town. You know, she is a mean girl. So when she shows up, that's the mean girl energy. Then, June 3rd, Mars and Aries Contraparallel Pallas Athena. I had a strategic plan and you're not doing it, Mars and Aries. No, I'm not. Well, why not? I don't want to. Mars and Aries, Pallas Athena in Taurus is stubborn. Venus is now in Aries. She was in Aries for a while running that Pallas Athena. So Pallas Athena was going along to get along, not to cause problems. Now she's answering to Venus and Taurus and she goes, no, I don't want to. And Mars and Aries can poke at her. And she's going to go, Kind of think dogs on the sidewalk that don't want to walk. And they sit down and they look at you and go, you going to carry me? (laughs) That's that energy. I don't want to cooperate with you on this. June 3rd, Mars and Aries sesquiquadrate the south node in Scorpio. Sesquiquadrates are stressful squares. It's a semi-square and a square. This is when we look at that energy that we learned about over the eclipse and we understand Mars in Aries has consequences for its behavior. Simultaneously, Mars in Aries is semi-square, the the north node in Taurus. Stress around how we're gonna proceed to create something and stress about releasing, having to take action and release something of a Scorpio nature. So this makes for a tough week. And this is also why I'm saying the energy is Mars takes off like a rocket because you can see all week long, Mars and Aries, his favorite sign, meets up with Jupiter, his buddy, and then he plays with all these other planets. Contentious, yes. Clarifying, yes. Argumentative, yes but energy. So take the energy, repurpose it, say, well, this is what's going on. What, can, what if anything, can I do about this? Now Mars and Aries can be angry, right? can be very angry. And you can take that anger and you can do good things with the anger and you can do bad things with the anger. Your choice. Being informed, like you are now, helps you understand. Of course, Mars and Aries is cars. Mars and Aries is guns. Mars and Aries is war. You get it. You get the picture, right? Nobody liked Mars. <laughs> you know, he was the guy that walked in and everyone went, "Oh, he's here." Oh, little crude, little rude. You know, you got it. You got him. He's here for a reason. But you know, really, now Mars and Aries, fast, quick, speedy, go. It was a guy I was in a house with on Fire Island. He was an Aries. I think he was mars he, i know he was mars and aries he was sun and aries and then there were a couple other planets and he was always like um <laughs> we called him the mayor of fire uh, ocean beach and he knew everybody he knew a good looking guy a really good looking guy but he was also like like i had sex i'm happy i you know they were complaining they weren't happy well oh, i don't really care i'm happy and we would go you don't care and He goes, No. why would i care i'm happy <laughs> and it was it was a good enough looking guy that it didn't matter that they were unhappy because there was always somebody else, right? That's Mars and Aries. Uh, and, you know, totally adored him. He was a really funny guy, but he didn't care. He was like, this is what I want. This is where I'm going. This is what I want to do. So understand that's the energy, Mars and, Mars and Aries energy, all week through the third Next up, we have a new moon on May 30th. Uh, This new moon, of course, is at 9 Gemini here, 9 Gemini. Most important to know, Algol. See Mercury on Algol. People losing their heads. Algo is the fixed star of beheading. Uh, Bad to have that active in a (laughs) Mars week. Um, But it is a fixed star of beheading. It's Medusa's head. In the sky, Perseus slays her, cuts her head off, and it's a blinking star. It's called the most evil star in the heavens. Not a good, not a good look for a heavy Mars week, right? It's piles of corpses in the Chinese system. It is uh, death and destruction. It's a death and destruction star. It literally is beheading people, getting their heads cut off. I remember at one point I was younger astrologer. Uh, and I was doing a reading and, Mar- and, and the planet looked safe, it was in the 11th house and it was uh, Mercury. And so I said, hey, you know, this, tr- this star means this, you know, any reference for this, you know, it's a star of beheading. Oh, my brother got his head cut off in a car accident. I went, wow, uh, it was Mercury in, i star of beheading. Mercury, of course, rules cars. So it's an interesting star, not easy not an easy star with this new moon so we may find we're cutting off heads you know what that means layoffs that means it doesn't have to mean your head's cut off but it does mean you're done you're finished it's time for a new chapter it also is and it's an end it says i'm cutting off your head but notice mercury is retrograde so if i cut your head off like my father said i'd rather be dead than have my little parts cut off um, now remember, when he was in medical school, that was the outcome of prostate cancer, right? So now it's, you know, 40 years later, whatever it is, it's more than 40 years later, because I was an astrologer <laughs> 45 years later. And he's, uh, you know, uh, and the doctor's like, no, don't be stupid. We've changed how we do it. So again, Mercury retrograde. So you may get your head cut off, but it might not be permanent. Or if you get it cut off, it's actually for a good reason, meaning, whatever the reason is you're getting beheaded at this particular place, something will come of it. There's a positive forward that will take place. Again, remember, Mars is in its happy sign. Venus is in her happy sign. Venus rules the Mercury retrograde on Algol, the world point. So it's an interesting help. The other thing that's in the sky is Aldebaran. Uh, Aldebaran is one of the four stars of the apocalypse. Uh, one of the, it's one of the royal stars. It's the eye of the bull. Think of the bull in the in the matador, the bloody eye of the bull. It's a red, it's a really big red star. <laughs> and um, I have where, what planet is on right here? Let me look. So, again, the sign of the bull, the really bloody red star, uh, where it is pushing us forward. Um, uh, yeah, where is it? I don't have it here. Never mind. I thought I had it. Getting old, Um, but anyway, that star, that fixed star of beheading, it might be on the, might be, might be here on the Mars uh, Jupiter one. Um, I I know I saw it. So anyway, Aldebaran is the bull charging, right? That's the energy of potent forward motion. Mercury stations direct on Friday next week, June third. Uh, you can see this is Mercury going direct, he is still 26, he is stationary there, he's still trining Pluto, he still is in a minor Mystic minor grand trine to Neptune, forward motion, let's get things out there, let's get things going. In the Mercury going direct, Pallas Athena is on a world point, so you want to pay attention to strategic ideas that come your way. We also see here the moon opposite Pluto. Uh, this is saying, you know, since Mercury's been retrograde, a lot of stuff has come out. You've seen a lot of things. You've realized a lot of stuff. What do you want to do about it? How is it affecting your home and hearth? How is it affecting you emotionally? How do you feel about it? And you might not feel happy about it, but moon and cancer opposite the Pluto. Remember we're having the United States Pluto returned. <laughs> so you're looking and you're going, um, how are we going to, what's our mission? What's our vision? What's our purpose for why we're here? When you have your Pluto return, it ends a 250-year cycle and it starts a new one. What is our vision for America? What is our vision for who we are? As Pluto goes back to station to get to 27 uh, on July 12th, right? So we're really seeing uh, how things work. We're also seeing this Neptune is in a trine to um, the part of fortune. or I'm sorry, the moon is in a trine to Neptune and the part of fortune that suggests, you know, it's taking the information you have now, understanding how things have changed, how things emerged on the eclipse, what we need to bring forward and take forward into the next chapter, and more importantly, what we need to leave behind, because we do need to leave behind some things. Then last but not least, Saturn stations retrograde here on Saturday. Now, he is retrograde until October when he gets to Libra, when the sun gets to Libra. Remember, uh, planets go retrograde when they're in a trine to the sky. So the sun is in uh, Gemini. He's going to go from Gemini all the way over to Libra. When he gets over here, Saturn will station and go direct. So Saturn down here at the foundation of things, the bottom of the matter, the structural energy, he also is then going to be retrograde. So we're gonna find out starting next week on June 6th, where the, um, the, the January 6th commission is gonna start having their public hearings uh, preparatory to filing their report. We also see with Saturn down here at the foundation, it's very important for each of us to say, what is my foundation? Most important, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, that bottom pyramid, the bottom part of the pyramid, safety, Comfort, warmth. Moon. It's your moon level. That bottom level of that Maslow pyramid. Go look it up. Your moon has to be stable for this to move forward. Pallas Athena, still on a world point over here as Saturn goes direct. Speaking to, what is the strategic approach we're going to take in terms of giving this information out uh, to you? Because it's Athena on Uranus, is it going to affect how you see things? Have you had an awakening with the eclipses? Now that you've been awakened, what do you want to do about it? If anything, in some cases it's best to go, you know, not going to do anything about it. In other cases you might be like, you know what, I gotta do something about this. And either way, you're right. But just proceed consciously. Because that's the important thing. So, in my world, I have a hater, right? I have a hater. The woman's rather obsessed with me. And I keep <laughs> I keep hearing about it from different people. And I'm kind of like, you know, hater's going to hate. You know, I'm a Taylor Swift fan. Shake it off, shake it off, shake it off. But I'm also kind of like, well, let me look at her chart. So I looked her up. Uh, and, you know, she, she's got her mercury uranus conjunction on my neptune so that's delusional thinking about me and her jupiter's on my moon and all her scorpio planets are on my scorpio planets it makes me just inflamed just inflamed and i want to write something i want to say something i want to do something and then i'm kind of like no no you're not going to do it you know you're going to you're going to just watch it why are you so inflamed what's what about this is really triggering you So that's the important space to sit in, you know, to say, okay, that's a person who hates me (laughs) and is telling lies about me um, and is talking trash about me. And like, wow, you know, I don't even know her. I mean, it'd be okay if if I knew her, but I don't know her. But obsessed, right? So I can't do anything about it, right? But I can look at it and I can understand my reaction to it. And that's what's important. Look at it and understand your reaction to it, because that's the space that growth happens. And that's really all we can do. Sometimes hater's gonna hate. When we look at your um, stuff for the week, uh, Mercury, we've covered a lot. Mars, we've covered a lot. Sun in Gemini runs to um, he gets forward and he gets to uh, 15. Um, of Gemini Uh, it goes from 8 of Gemini forward Uh, Mercury, of course he stops so he basically is parked at 26 all week, and remember he is also widely square, but he is square approaching the square to Saturn You know, he didn't get all the way back in but he got close to it so Mercury squares Saturn, what are you going to do if someone writes nasty things about you and tells lies about you probably not a lot you can do about it they have free will too. Uh, Venus, of course, is in Taurus. She gets up to nine, almost nine, uh, this week, and she, of course, doesn't have a lot of aspects, except she is talking to the Mars and Jupiter uh, by a semi sextile. So she's, they're they're giving her advice whether she takes it or not. We don't know, but they're both going to sit her down and try and talk her into doing stuff. And again, you do free will. You don't have to do it. Mars, we talked about i gave you a list of all his aspects he is a busy guy this week it is a mars week we're taking off like a rocket it's not going to explode but it is going to be fierce jupiter this week um is ending relationships he's contra juno and he's just like not going to do this anymore done letting it go saturn stations retrograde he's not moving either and remember he stations on uh, the fourth which means the five days before the 31st, the 1st, the 2nd, the 3rd, the 4th. Those are his days. He stopped. And then, five days after. The 5th, the 6th, the 7th, the 8th, the 9th. Boom. So, Saturn has stopped. Which makes it feel like you're trapped. You're not trapped, but it can make you feel like you're trapped. Remember, both planets, Mercury and Saturn, who are buddies, are changing direction. They are in a square. It's a stressful information, stressful news, stressful... Oh, I didn't want that. Well, I know, but that's what it is. But it's mercury retrograde. It's going to change again. Have hope. My father died another... uh, He lived another 29... Another another 20 years after that diagnosis. No, actually longer than that. He lived... Diagnosis was 96. He died in 19. Uh, So he lived another 25 years after that diagnosis. Uh, Pluto is uh, in a hard aspect to relationships in a semi to relationship. This is a tough week for relationships um, because people are just not really feel, <laughs> They're just not really feeling nice. I guess that's the best way to say it and then when we look at our moon calendar uh, the moon today uh, is in Gemini it will goes into Gemini at 1.30, 1.23 this afternoon. It'll be in Gemini tomorrow, Memorial Day, that new moon. We have a new moon webinar tonight at 7.30. I know, week, Memorial Weekend. You can get the recording. Uh, moon goes void on the 31st at 4.10 with a trine. Moon in Gemini, trine Saturn, who is stopped in the sky. Uh, trine Saturn, uh, so that's a good closing aspect. Um, Moon goes into Cancer on Wednesday the 1st at 1.49 in the morning. These are all East Coast times. It's in Cancer Wednesday, Thursday. And then on Friday, Moon goes void at 11.15 a.m. with an opposition to Pluto on the same day that Mercury stations direct. So that's kind of a nasty little day. The third is nasty. Even though the aspects aren't bad, because Mercury is stopped and because the closing aspect is a separating one, it can be an ouch day. That's our DB, our Donald Blandford Day. Uh, then Moon goes into uh, Leo, uh, 2:38 p.m. on Wed and Friday the third. It's in Leo on Saturday, the day that stations Saturn stations, and then it goes void at 7:12 p.m. next, uh, the fifth. Uh, the fifth is stressful, and the Moon goes void with a square to Mercury. E, you know, Moon and Leo wants what it wants. It's a creative Moon. It goes, I want this, I want this, and Mercury goes, nah. I'm gonna give it to you <laughs> or if you want it you got to fight for it and the moon also has an opposition to saturn so sunday the fifth is a little tough too um and then the week is all just mars 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 and you know if you like mars it's a great week for you you'll feel energized enthusiastic ready to go if you don't like mars this one can be a little bit tough uh so we watch it and we go okay it's a little tough what does that mean All right. And our journey this week is to really work with this energy productively, positively, and hopefully helpfully. Hopefully helpful. Hopefully this was helpful. Uh, And we're going to go forward with it in terms of new stuff. Uh, Last but not least, uh, the Pluto return of the United States. going to happen, part two, in a couple of weeks. Um, This is a 90-minute webinar available on my website. And also the Jupiter-Neptune conjunction, which is all about that new dream. And right now, Saturn and Mercury are giving it, or Pluto and Mercury are feeding that Neptune, working on the dream, working on the dream. So that, that's active. And then last but not least, Cupful of Stars. Uh, for those of you who like this weekly, I do a daily podcast, a daily incremental podcast, and I'll be posting a sample on the internet for you to hear and sign out. You also get uh, here and see if you want to sign up talking fast now, I've got to slow down a little, and uh, a daily audio podcast, six to ten minutes of what the aspects are for the day. So you get a list of the aspects, it's the same as my Twitter feed, a little bit longer because Twitter limits us, uh, and uh, audio podcast of the week. So feel free to sign up, it's 17 a month, it's on Patreon, we send it out at midnight East Coast time, usually, <laughs> um, and hopefully it helps you work with the energy of the week. So this is it. Have a great week. Remember, we're taking off like a rocket, and we're going to have a wild and crazy kind of time. Have a good one. Bye. This conference is no longer being recorded.